Hola, hola, it's your girl Erica from America. Welcome to the Confidence Chronicles podcast. This podcast is all about helping you stand in who you are. Stop giving a fuck what people think about you. Start standing as your fully expressed self. As you are, as is, there is no filter needed. You are fucking awesome, and I am here to remind you. I'm a confidence coach, and I'm a bold stand for confidence, and I cannot wait to dig into today's episode with you. My darlings, hello. I am so happy to bring you today's amazing guest. The gorgeous Fleecy. Oh my goodness, this woman, what does she not do? She's an amazing poet. She's incredible. I met her at Australian Women's Day. She has so much to share with the world and the women of the world. She inspires me. She's done TED Talks. Her her poetry has went viral. Yes, those are my kids in the background. Say hi, kids. Hi, kids. Hi. So excited to bring you Fleecy. So excited to bring you Fleecy. So that's my son eating a mango while he's uh, introducing Fleecy. Anyway, without further ado, I hope you love this episode. She is the bomb. Please look her up. She's got an amazing little offer for you as well if you want to do some work with her. Have a gorgeous week. Happy freaking New Year just to be. And I will catch you next week. Enjoy the episode, my love. I'm so happy to have my homegirl up in here, Miss Fleecy. Um, We've been chatting for a long time about doing this. Mm -hmm. And this is the first of many, of many, many, many (laughs) podcasts. Um, I met you at the Australian Women's Day. But I saw you on Angels uh, at her events because you were talking at her doula events. And then I like totally stalked you and was like, oh, my gosh. Who is this human being? And I love everything that you're about, and that's why she's here. There's so much amazing shit that you shared that day on the Australian Women's Day, and I learned about the snap. <laughs> so I love it. I'm like, oh, so me and Angel just snap at each other. Um, <laughs> so tell us a little bit about you. For those of you that don't know who you are and what you are about, sister. Mm, so I am a poet. I'm yes. a speaker and I'm a coach. That would be my three titles. Ooh. I'm also a queer, erotic, spiritual mother. Mm. They're my other titles that I run by. Yes. Um, so I spent the last 15 years performing as a spoken word artist internationally and the last seven years coaching people into their courageous voice. Mm. Helping, I, and also running for the last seven years, running a woman's event called Mother Tongue, which is a woman's spoken word event where every month women have the opportunity to get up and to share their story, to share their truth, to have a space, to be witnessed in all the facets of what it is to be mm. a woman yeah. by people of all genders. So the audience is men, it's women, it's people who are non-binary, Ooh. it's whoever wants to be in the audience is there, but only women get to speak on stage. And I've seen women on that stage speaking about abuse, speaking about love, wow. speaking about heartbreak, speaking about um, ev- everything, everything. So, yeah, so I've had the privilege of, of being in that space every month as well for the last seven years. So it's been a really, my work is really about the voice but not just the sound of the voice, but how we share our truth Mm. with the world. Mm. How is it that I can be the most myself in the world without hiding, without wearing masks, Mm -hmm. without holding back, without being nice? I have a whole thing around nice. Yes, let's talk about it. (laughs) Don't be nice. (laughs) Yeah, well, do you know know what the word nice means? No, tell me. So the etymology of the word nice. Etymology. Okay, first of all, I love you. I love this word. I love words. Etymology means the history of words, where words come from. So, for example, the Latin word that would have been the word before the word we use now. I love you. So so nice has been used as the word nice for a very long time. um, But it meant, in Middle English, it meant stupid. (gasps) What? So if you called someone like, man, you're so nice. Yeah. It would be like, you're stupid. It was an insult. Wow. And as time's gone on, we've used it more and more and more. Um, and it's changed its meaning to be kind of this polite thing. But then if you look at the other words that get recommended, they're called synonyms, other words that can be used instead of nice. Mm. You, can, you, you get words that like palatable, consumable, easy to please. So all the words that, yeah. that can be replaced with nice are really about whether or not I can be easily consumed by somebody else. Mm-hmm. So when someone says to you, oh, be nice, it's make yourself 
in a way that is easy for me to consume you because I don't like what I'm seeing right now. Oh, parents, we ain't going to say this to our kids anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so it's yes. really this word. And I, I man, I, it's so ingrained in me. I of use course. it all the time and I'm trying to unpack that. But, yeah. But this word, I mean, use. I want to use kind. I want to use kind angry. I want to yeah. use courageous. I want to use fierce. I want to use loving. I want to use all these other words. Mm. Um, but nice, I think, has been used to keep women small mm. a lot. Yes. The nice girl. The nice girl. The nice woman. And there's so many different ways of being nice. There's the meek nice and there's the overconfident. Hi. Wonderful to see you. It's lovely to yeah. meet you. Yeah. <sighs> kind of nice as well, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and they're all masks. Mm. It's all it's all hiding who we actually are because we're so petrified. Yeah. If somebody sees what's behind it, that we won't. That 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 is not okay. And we haven't seen much of it ourselves. We don't no. want to face it. It's like, never mind. Show it to someone oh, else. Totally. If we get told from the age of four to be a nice girl, mm. then and whatever that nice looks like, yeah. Then of course we're not. We've never had a, the chance to even explore it. And every time we do step into it, we get told we're hysterical. We mm. get told we're an angry feminist. We yeah. get told we're you know bossy or any of these other words, a slut. Any yeah. of these other words that get put onto women who aren't nice. So yes, don't be nice. Don't be, don't nice. be nice. And that's actually um, in spoken word in the spoken word scene when you do slams, which are like competitions. When the poets get up on stage, there's call outs, especially yeah. in the states, where people call from the audience and they shout things like "Go in, poet!" You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. And one of them is like, "Don't that. be nice!" I and love, I love it. it. It's, yeah, yeah, I really like. Oh it. Oh my gosh! <laughs> oh my gosh! Okay, so how did you? I know, but tell everybody else. How did you get? Into this, how did you become who it is that you are right now today? Because we know that's ever changing. But how, what was your story from childhood to adolescence to finding this to being this like leader for women to use their voice? Like, how did that come about? It came about for years and years of shaming myself mm. and wanting to be cool and wanting to be liked and and and. I, as a child, always wanted to be on TV. I wanted to, I wanted to be an actress. Yeah, I, got, I still know y'all. I still do it. We're going to be there. <laughs> no, I got, I got asked. I remember somebody asking me when I was about seven what I wanted to be when I grew up. Oh and God. it was, I want to be an actress, an artist, or a rat catcher. They were my a three. rat catcher? And I feel like in some ways wow. I do all three now. <laughs> <laughs> you know? really I'm good do. at all of these. I'm good at all of them. Like, oh, my gosh. I, I am definitely an actress. Mm-hmm. I show in, in some level. I'm always on stage. My life is my life is about the, 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 the stage, mm-hmm. right? Um, I'm an artist. Yeah. You know, I show up with my art and my truth in the world, and I'm a rat catcher, as in I look out there and I will not stand any fucking rat coming in. Yeah. Me. And I will call it out, and I will yes. cage it up, and I will change it into a cute little mouse before <laughs> I send it back out into the world. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. So, mm. and so anyway, yeah, my story. Yes, I know. I'm like, there's so much more. Yeah, yeah. So, so she's a rat catcher, and now. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I wanted to be an actress, and I would go, but I was also a kid that had a lot of self worth issues. A lot, of, I was the bullied kid. I was not cool mm. in my eyes. I really struggled with that side of myself, with my self worth, through. Um, through just the way the world had spoken to me mm. as a young girl, as a daughter, as a friend, all of that stuff. Yeah. So I went in, I went and did stage school. I did all of this stuff. I went to the Brit School, which is the Brit School of Performance Arts and Technology, which is the place where a lot of the kind of famous rock stars have come out of in England. And, you know, on some level, it's like you can only get in if you audition. So you've got to be good to get in there. Yeah. But being in there meant I was surrounded by people who were excellent. Yeah. So it could have taken me in two ways. It could have taken me in, in the confidence of like, I must be good if I'm here. Mm. But instead, it took me, because of my shame stories, it took me to the, oh my God, everybody else is so good. Yeah, I don't yeah, that's so here. true. Yeah, so I made myself smaller. Mm. I was living in a world as a woman that told me to be small. I was living in a world where my own mind was telling me to be small. And I was living in a world where people around me were using languaging that they'd been taught, like mm. our parents and things like that, that were telling me to be small. I just made myself smaller and smaller and smaller. But my my genius is the stage. Mm. I glow when I'm on the stage. I captivate you when do. I'm on the stage. You do, you do, girl. Oh my goodness! Right. <laughs> so, so how do we? How like? And, and this is the thing now. Like, so many girls have been told 
to don't be such a drama queen. Oh, you're trying to be the center of attention all the time. Or you're such a font of knowledge. Like every yeah. time we speak up about something, it's we get crushed. Whereas mm. if you know if someone stepped forward with a skill at maths, they'd be like, wow, you should be channeled into this area. Yeah. Whereas if you get show up as a skill of captivating people, mm. you get told to be small. Yeah. Right. And what had to happen to me is I had to keep showing up on stage. And getting off stage and feeling shame every time. I got on stage, I shone, I got off stage, I felt shame. Over and over and over again until mm. I, I was at a point. Until, so I was trying to be someone else on stage because I didn't want to feel shame. Yeah. I wanted people to like me. I wanted to be cool. I didn't want to I didn't think the who I was deserved to be up there. Wow. And, of course, every time I'd get up there, I'd pretend to be someone else. I'd feel like shit because that's what happens when you pretend to be someone else. Yeah. And I'd feel shame. And... It went, took to me, I was living, I ended up um, rejecting society completely. I went into activism. I lived on the streets, on and off the streets for many years. Mm. And I took a backpack and I tried to see how far I could travel without flying. Wow. And I ended up from England, in, I ended up in Thailand. Yeah. Yeah. So I traveled overland to Thailand. How? Um, you didn't fly? No, I didn't fly. No. I used <gasps> wow. um, buses, trains. I hitchhiked a lot of the way. Yeah. Um, how old were boats. you at this time? I left when I was, I stopped flying at 20, mm-hmm. 21, I think no, 20. Yeah. And I spent a few years backpacking around Europe. Uh, and then I left when I was 23. Wow. And I ended up spending two years in Asia, living in Asia for two years. And in that time, I was in a specific place where I was performing to the same audience every week. Yeah. And that audience sometimes was just three people who were my close friends who lived at that same place as me. And sometimes it was a room full of tourists, but those wow. three people were still in the room. Yeah. And when I showed up, and I was spending every day with these people, because I was living in this tiny little bay where you could only access by boat. I was living so in the middle cool. of nowhere on a tropical island, and I'd see the same people, and I'd be in the audience with them, and then I'd get up on stage, and I'd become someone else. Yeah, and then I get back off stage again, and I realised you can't you can't ignore it. At that yeah, point. yeah. When you're being two different, it's Jack Jekyll and Hyde. You mm. know, I'm being two different people with these people that I care about, and I realised I couldn't do it anymore. I couldn't I couldn't stop being myself when I got on stage because mm. that's not who they loved. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. have one of my one of my um, incredible students. Um, her name Mary Lupe is her name, and she's um, one of my Rise students. And she came to me, she came into the course, and she ended up taking this and doing podcasts about it afterwards. She goes, she went off to, um, after doing the RISE program, she went off to see her family in Mexico after having not seen them for years. And she got there and she was like, fuck, who have I been letting these people love? Oh, yes. Who have I been? I love these people. And I have been allowing them to love somebody that doesn't exist. Yes. Not love wow. me. Wow. Oh, my gosh. Right? Mm. And that is the core of the work for me. It's like, I don't want people to love somebody that doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. I don't want to show up as somebody that doesn't want to exist. I want to show up as myself. Yes. And so through that process of showing up to this, to my loved ones every week on this stage, the people that I cared about, yeah. I had to learn to actually face all the demons, to face the shit. And I realized that the stuff that I see of myself when I'm on stage, all those thoughts of like, who am I to take up space right now? Mm. Who am I to have my voice heard? Um, everything, nothing I say is going to be worthy. My story isn't worthy. My art's not creative enough. I'm not funny enough. All these shame stories mm. that we get when we're up there, I'm not pretty enough, whatever it is. Yeah. They were all getting in the way of me actually just being myself and, and being seen by people. Mm. And they were stopping me. And so my work has become how to unpack that. How do we stop silencing ourselves? How do we stop letting the world silence us? Yeah. And how do we reclaim our voices in a way that is honest and courageous and true to who we are? Oh, my God. You're going to hear all about where you can sign up to do the things because <laughs> I, when I met you, I was just like every single one of the women that I've ever met in my life, not only like who I serve or who my clients or students, but like every single woman mm-hmm. in the world, every single human, I believe, right, needs this. Like, And you are such a trailblazer, such a leader, such a thought leader for this in this space. Um, how did How did you come across like – you know, you were doubting yourself, you didn't believe in yourself when you were younger. How did you kind of, I don't want to say heal that, but how did you work through that? And did you pick that up from like your upbringing or your mother or like, you know, did you pick those things up? 
I pick it up every time I open a magazine. I pick、mm. it up every time I look at the TV screen.、Mm. I pick it up every time I look at another woman and think she looks slutty in that skirt.、Mm. I do that to myself. Yeah. Every time I shame another woman because of the story I've been told to do, we've been taught as women to compete and compare. That's、yeah. what we do. We compete and we compare, and we don't celebrate each other. Yeah. Ever. And so I was brought up, and yeah, totally. My parents did it to me. My mum did it to me. Definitely.、Yeah. We all, but that's not her fault. Yeah, because it got to society hurt, totally. that teaches us how to do that. To yeah, not, to not know how to process our shame in a way that is actually constructive and creative.、Mm. And you ask me how I healed it. I haven't.、Mm. I haven't healed. It's still there because、yeah. I'm still opening my eyes every day and seeing billboards with women with waists that are like tiny and breasts、yeah. that are absurd. I found out the other day that. You know that you know. I know that people Photoshop images, but I found out the photographers that I know that that photograph within my community, yeah, still bringing people's waistlines and、oh, still, cut, no. you know. And I'm like, what? I know. What? I, I thought know. we were beyond that, but no, because it, it's it's not their fault. It's normalized to do that. That's how yeah. Make a woman it's almost like、good. that's how it should be. Exactly.、Yeah. And see, I I say that I haven't healed it, but what I've done is I've cr- I'm I'm crafting a new relationship with myself. Yeah. I don't want because what has happened is I grew, got brought up to abuse myself. Yeah. In the same way that the world was abusing me. Yeah. So the words that I if I think about the things that my brain says to me, if I imagine myself saying that to my daughter or saying that to my friend、yeah. or saying that to my loved one, my lover, my partner. Yeah. That would be abuse. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so. What I've done through my work is the first step, one hundred percent. Before any healing can happen, the first step is awareness.、Mm. What is actually going on, and is it serving me? Yeah. Like, what am I doing right now? What am I saying? How am I showing up?、Um, how am I hiding? How many ways am I lying to make myself look better? Yeah, and that is the first point: is getting、mm-hmm. to know that stuff and actually having compassion and be like,、yeah. "Oh wow, I'm doing all this stuff and not hating on myself for it." Yes, and just being like,、oh, "I see why. I see why that's happening because because、yeah. the world is teaching me to do that." Yeah, and yeah. the generations of women have been taught to do that, and we've passed it down our lineage、yeah. to each other. And the next step is to then craft a new relationship with that side of myself, a one based on compassion, not based on like because I think a lot of I think a lot of people the way they approach. Kind of、um, transformational work. It's either it's either like go deep into process、mm. and like get right into the story and unpack the story, or it's like fuck it all.、Mm. I'm better than that anyway, and kind of bypass leave it. it. Yeah, yeah, leave yeah. It behind, skip it. And <laughs> the thing is, is that the need like if you go right in there, you never come out.、Mm. Um, and if you skip it, it always sits there. Yeah, it's always hiding in the backdrop, and we're just kind of pretending. And actually, there's.、Um, I have this concept about the different ways that we, that we speak, the different positions that we speak from when we show ourselves up, up as, and there's a certain level of aggression that comes、mm. when we are saying "fuck that side of myself,"、yeah. I'm owning life. Yeah. And, And it's great to have that energy if that's supporting you, but quite often that aggression is also a front. Oh my god, yes! Can、yeah. we? I was just talking about this, and I think it's fucking amazing、mm. because it's like, the, and I don't know what it's actually called, but I remember reading somewhere it was like slave, warrior, goddess, and I don't know if those are the fucking words, right? But basically, it was like that slave mentality、yeah. where there's not enough, and you have to ask permission.、Mm-hmm. Then it's like the fucking angry activist that、yes, wants to burn all the men and、flip. kill all the penises, and like, oh, everybody's bad, and like,、yeah. fuck you. And then it's like. That shit's dangerous too, because then you become the thing you're at war with. You're at、yeah. war, right? And then there's like the goddess, which is like love and peace, y'all. Everybody, chill the fuck out, you、yeah. know? Like, but she's、yeah. like powerful. Yeah, and it's. Do you know where that power comes from? It comes only from knowing boundaries, yeah, knowing preferences, knowing what your truth is,、mm. and standing in it and like, speaking to it、yeah. from compassion and love. I, I, I have the this term fierce gentle. That's、yeah. my role. I、yeah. roll as fierce. I、gentle. love that. Yes,、right? yes, yes.、So、I am fucking fierce, and I'm deeply gentle.、Mm. And I'm you are. You are. Yeah. About my gentleness. If I need space for myself,、mm. if I need to self care, if I need to go inwards and be gentle, I'm going to be fierce in carving space for that. Yeah. I'm going to tell people that they need to leave me alone right now because I need some alone time.、Mm. Yeah. And at the same time, I'm going to be. I'm also going to be fierce with the、mm. world. I'm、mm. not going to stand for bullshit, you know. Yeah. But I'm going to be gentle with my fierceness. Yeah. I'm not going to just rip the world apart. Of course. I'm going to come in、yes. and be like, "Hey, this stuff that you're doing, it's not okay. Here、yeah. is my clear boundary that you and you are trying to cross my boundary, and it's not okay. Yeah. So I'm going to let you know that I'm going to take these exact actions to make sure you cannot cross my boundary again. Yeah. And but there's a gentleness. It's not like fuck you. I'm gonna rip you apart. I'm gonna kill yeah, yeah, your yeah. car. I'm gonna, like whatever. Yeah, throw yeah, your yeah. shit. Throw yeah, your yeah. car out the window. <laughs> fuck you. You know. Like, you're banned for life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're dead to me. Yeah, 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 yeah. exactly. And if you're、yeah, banned for life, that's fine. If you need yeah, that, yeah. But it's like it's not like a 
I'm going to rip you to shreds while I do it. Exactly. I'm going to be like, I see kind of you about, yeah. are a wounded human. Yeah. Or you have got your own shit going on or mm. whatever is happening or the system. Like, we can't look at this stuff without thinking about things like climate change. Mm. You know, I need to know where my boundaries are around climate change. What am I going to be okay with? Yeah. And what am I going to stand for? Yeah. And we talk about the Me Too movement. At, like, silence around this stuff for me mm. my, in my thing if I'm being silent I'm saying yes to it exactly so where yes. do my boundaries sit yes, yes do I want to be someone that says yes to it no mm. I want to be someone that stands up with ferocity mm. and yet I have to be gentle with myself because there's so much you know stuff with, with both of those things that affect <sighs> yes. our mental health yes. right so there are times I need to step back Mm. and just actually look after myself. And yeah. then when I have the energy, I step back forward and I stand my ground again. And at that point, the other women who need to step back can step back and have their, have exactly. their time. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, I got you, girl. No, you're up. Exactly. Snap, let's go. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And so it's this fierce, gentle, like I don't, I don't want to hide and I don't want to be on the front lines battling for something that ultimately doesn't serve me and it's going to kill me. Yeah. I want to make change. It's hard too because when you become that hardcore activist and go against and against and like pointing the finger at why things are bad and that it's all that and like that sad story painting that everything's fucked and wrong, it's really hard because you can't, there's no hope in that story. You know, um, you become just as passionate and angry and full on about, and I think Abraham Hicks says like a war against drugs, a war against, mm. you know, terrorism, a war against a war against, it's like a war against a war. And like, there's a war yeah. versus like just being like, Hey, I'm passionate about this, but there's a way to come at it versus fighting and attacking and yelling and mm. spitting and screaming. Mm -hmm. And then I feel like too, in, in that movement of feminism and women rising, mm. so much of it feels like, rising like like stepping on the men yeah, to rise and we just hit a fire yes. and i remember when i first moved to melbourne there was a, one of the slut walks which i think are amazing these mm. walks of like reclaiming our bodies reclaiming our safety in the streets especially in a city like this where we need it because we're yeah. getting attacked yeah. and murdered all the fucking time yeah the melbourne it's full on it's full yeah. on yeah and so the slut walk i see the need for it but then there was one year where th there was a whole thing around how women on the slut walk had said um we're not okay with men marching with us Men, can, oh, men wow. can be on the sidelines, but they can't be on the main road marching with us. Yeah. Um, and I get where they're coming from. Yeah. I totally get where they're coming from. However, what are we marching for? Yeah. Change. And if we're constantly marching for change, when do we start to allow change to happen? Mm. When do we start yeah. to let, let... Operating from like healed versus wound, bleeding and sad and... Uh, yeah, 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 and, yeah, and yeah. that stuff is needed. Sometimes yeah. we need that. And, we, and when it, like... When the battles first rise, yeah. we like you say, we go in, we go in from the wounded to the warrior, and it's like, Rah! we need yeah. to like rise into that. Yeah. But actually, if we want the, ch if I'm always like, okay, I'm only going to let um, men into my house. I, yeah. no, no men can come into my house until they change. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you know, some guy comes along and he does the work, and he fucking does the work, and he steps up and he's like, hey. That's me. I'd, lo yeah. I'd love to stand beside you and, and, and say, that. no, you're a man. I'm not letting in my, in, men into my house until, until they change. Yeah. And, and it's like... You missed that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, and then when does the change happen, mm, right? Mm. And it doesn't mean... But, and, it, and it's about safety as well. In of that. course. We've got to find safety in it because there's so many people that are going to take advantage of that. Yeah. But, I, yeah, I really believe in this need to, to, to find centered, empowered, activated change and courage in ourselves mm. so we don't need to be aggressive we also don't need to be submissive yeah we can be really in our center in our strength with how we make our life choices yeah with how we make our how we have our interpersonal conversations how we talk to our loved ones how we talk mm. to people that we care about yeah how we talk to ourselves yeah how we and i struggle don't get me wrong like people like you say you know how did you heal this stuff haven't healed it mm. still like it's working it's, yeah it's work it's constant it's a practice it's like yeah. yoga right yeah, yeah, talk yeah. about yoga and it, like you do people there's the people that come at yoga with like oh yeah i want to get to this goal but the thing is there is no goal with yoga exactly every day you wake up and every day you have to get on the mat and there are some days that that's going to be easy and you're going to stand up there and you're going to bend over and your head's going to go up your ass and it all feels great right <laughs> You can bend, you can wiggle, it's all good, right? And then there's going to be days where you're not going to even want to get out of bed, let alone stand yes. on that mat. Yes, Okay, You're not less of a yogi. You're not yeah. less of a person. Mm. You're not less, you know, it's just a harder day. Yeah. That day's harder. Yeah. And then there's going to be days that you can get on the mat and you can just about bend over and touch your knees. And they're all relevant. Yeah. And they're all worthy. And they're all okay. Mm. And it's just how can I show up today in the most courageous way? Mm. So there are days that I want to get up I get up and I can be in my central self. I can be empowered. I can work my way through the day and it's easy. Mm. There are days that I wake up and I don't want anyone to look at me. Yeah. And I feel like shit and I hate myself. Yeah. And it's how can I then apply 
this stuff? How can I take care of myself? How can I be as courageous as I possibly can mm. whilst feeling like this? Mm. How can I care for myself through this? Mm. How can I, you know, in this, in this is what it's about because it's a practice. Yes. And I, don't, I really don't believe in these like five steps to, I mean, a lot of my work comes under public speaking coaching, right? That's yeah, kind of yeah. where I, I say that in inverted commas. Of course, because you have, people have to understand what you do as well. If you're yeah. like, I'm the witch of the tantric, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. what the fuck is that? Exactly. Like explain it. Yeah, so it's good. So I, I frame it as public speaking. Yes. Because to me, public speaking is speaking to anyone other than ourselves. Yeah. And sometimes it's speaking to herself. Yeah. And every single client that's come to work with me has not been afraid. They've said, oh, I've got public, I'm afraid of public speaking. Or I've got a fear of public speaking, right? Biggest, number one fear. Most I know, people, right? you know of, all the, of all the careers for me to pick, pick the one that everyone's <laughs> the afraid of. biggest fear, of course. Pick the one that everyone's afraid of, That right? is you, baby. That's I got you. <laughs> Why couldn't I pick, like, bunny cuddling or something? Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, I'll cuddle bunnies. That's a great idea. I'll, I'll catch rats. Yeah, totally. Yes. I'll catch rats. I've got rats. Come catch them. You know, like... <laughs> It's, it's definitely, I do feel like I'm a salmon sometimes. I love you so much. Oh my God. But it's, it's like, where was I going with this? Hang You're on. like, so you picked the craziest, like like the biggest yeah, yeah, yeah. thing that so people are scared is, of. Yeah, oh yes, yeah. so people are afraid of, pub, of public speaking. But then no one that I've met that's come to me is afraid of the public. Mm. And no one that I've met is afraid of speaking. Mm. What they're afraid of is being seen. Yeah. Every time. Yeah. Every single time. And so... Yeah, it's public speaking for the stage, but it's actually what happens on the stage. And this is what I was saying when I was up there in front of those people Mm. every day, or every week, sorry, in front of my loved ones on the stage. I realized it's not just on the stage that I'm doing this. Mm. I'm doing this every moment of my life. I'm wearing masks. I'm hiding from people. I'm I'm giving people a compartmentalized, nice version of myself so they can consume me so I don't feel shame. Yes. Right? (sighs) And that is what I want to unpack now. And yeah. that is really what, the, and you know, you say, how do you heal it? I don't know if you do, but what you do, well, we cannot even begin a transition if we cannot I take the step to yeah. awareness yeah. and acknowledgement and then creating a, a community and a step-by-step process mm. that can support us through that. Yes. Things that we can look at and ways that we can show up better and more fuller to ourselves. And I love that too, because that is, when I talk about like confidence, I have like five C's, but it's not like a one, then two. It's like, a practice and I say like confidence is you practicing yeah. shitting yourself yeah. and taking the actions while you're shitting yourself obviously in a safe space like mm-hmm. something scary like getting up and talking in front of people yeah you're nervous you're excited it's it's full on you haven't done it before like the only way through is like you gotta do you gotta show up you gotta take up space you fall over you fuck it up you get back up mm-hmm. okay there's see who cares let's go again like let's mm-hmm. go again and it's like this I've always told people like you can't buy this shit it's not like something you put and you frame it and you're like bam I have it like I'm outspoken now it's like no you continuously be outspoken and you keep showing up to who you are and and taking up the space um what's it called angel I was gonna make her a t-shirt that said like professional space taker upper or something like that it's like yes I'm just a walking space taker upper um what do you feel with your students like because I know that you have different programs and you do mother tongue and Mm. like what do you feel like is the biggest like the thing that you see the most where people come and have trouble with like something that's really hard for women that you see like the most and because I'm thinking about the listener going yeah but I can't do that or I'm worried about this and well that's the biggest thing right, yeah. right there yeah. the, I can't do it I mean yeah. like it's 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 a sense of there's so many of them like the, where we can talk about like the symptoms of like you know oh, I don't think I can express my sexuality in front of other people. So yes. if somebody, I've had clients come and they've, like, in Speak Up, which is a, a poetry course, essentially. Yes, of course yes. it's not. It's really yeah, yeah. this stuff. But <laughs> at the poetry course, people write an erotic poem. They're like, oh, yeah, but I couldn't speak this in front of an audience. Why not? Well, because as women, we get shamed with our sexuality, mm. right? Um, there's women who come and they do, I mean, I don't just work with women. Right? Yeah, but yeah. A, like a massive demographic of my mm-hmm, people are women mm-hmm. because that's where my passion is. Yeah, and so a women will come and women will come in and they'll they'll um, they'll do an angry. They'll write something that's angry or they want to express anger and they'll be there and they'll be like, "I'm so angry at you right now," and they'll be smiling <laughs> and their eyes will be wide and they'll be yeah. like, "High pitched up here." Yeah, yeah. And it's all and it's all there's no actual anger being allowed through. Yeah, because they're making it nice. Because mm. it's not okay to be actually angry, Mm-mm. right? Yeah, and so it's there's these nuances of 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 ways, and it's tricky. The, the mind is tricky. Yeah, right. So they'll get I'll get people who come and they'll be like, no, no, I'm just a really happy, confident person all the time. Yeah, yeah. no, that's just what, no. I've just always been, I remember when this person died, I was just smiling the whole way through, um, and that's just who I am. That's just how I grieve. That's how I'm getting there. And maybe that is. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. maybe that is. 
And I'm always like, yep, I hear you. Maybe that's true. But can we look a little bit deeper just yeah, in case? Yeah. And a lot of the time it is, there's an element to it that's true, but there's an element that's a, that's a mask. And masks yeah. are amazing. They're amazing yeah. tools that we can use to protect ourselves. Mm. But what happens is there comes a time if we use them too much that we stop using them and they start using us, mm. right? And we start to believe that that's how we are. Yeah. I'm, oh, I'm just a shy person. Oh, no, yes. I'm an introvert. Oh, no, no, I'm an extrovert. Yeah. Bullshit. Yeah. You're a Here's human. Here's my label. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're a human and you have a, you have a, a fucking spectrum of emotions and a spectrum of days and different ways of feeling. And when we, when we don't feel safe, we hide ourselves. Yeah. And we hide ourselves in the sneakiest ways. Mm. Yeah. Even to our loved ones, like 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 my student said, who who have I been letting these people love mm. her whole life? Yeah, wow. Yeah, and you get to see how they're treating you, and it's like you're giving permission as well, like to certain these friends and these. What is it like? You're teaching people how to treat you, and yeah. and oh my gosh, I want. That's a massive one when yeah. people start laying down their boundaries when they've been someone who's just been like allowing things to happen, and then they're like, actually, right now this isn't okay for me. Their friends go, I do it. I yeah. see myself doing it. To people, yeah, yeah. I'm so used to not laying down boundaries. They lay down boundaries. Yeah. Like, what the fuck are you doing? Laying down fucking boundaries. What are you doing? What? What? You can't say no to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You never say no to me. You know. <laughs> but it's me. Exactly. Oh my god. Can you speak to this? Because so many of the client students, listeners, are like. And, and and I think it's great if you talk about what a boundary is because oh, it yes. like that is punishment versus boundary versus what is a boundary and how can somebody set a healthy boundary? Okay. That's like a whole podcast. Yeah, Sorry. that's the whole thing. But we'll do a little version <laughs> we'll and then part two. So for me, I, I cut this from a, a life coach that I worked with a few yeah. years ago and I was going through some stuff with someone in my life and he said, do you understand the difference between a boundary and a preference? And I was like, yeah, of course I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah I get yeah. it. <laughs> and he's like, well, what's the difference? And I was like, Oh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. And he said, well, a, a, a preference says, I would rather this didn't happen. Mm. I would rather that you didn't do that. I'd rather that you didn't um, stroke my face right now. Yeah. I'd rather that you didn't order my meals for me without art checking in with me first. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'd, I'd, you know I, and a boundary says, this will not happen. Yeah. And if you do cross this boundary... Or if you look like you're going to get near this boundary and you, I feel like you're going to cross it, I'm going to do these exact things to ensure that it will not happen again. Yeah. Right? And so a boundary comes with consequences. Mm. It is a hard line that comes with consequences. And what happened to me in one of my past relationships was I had boundaries. I had boundaries around the kinds of ways I wanted substances in my life, yeah. the kinds of ways I wanted... Um, uh, my body to be touched and treated yeah. and and the times that I wanted that to happen and those boundaries got crossed and instead of laying down the consequences I turned them into preferences mm. right yeah and so then that person just keeps crossing the boundaries and I keep going well you know it would be my preference that you didn't touch me when I was asleep it would be my preference that you didn't come home in yeah. that inebriated it's my preference you know and yeah. the, these sorts of things that happen right then what happens is because I've had my boundaries stomped over mm. because I haven't acknowledged that they're boundaries to yep. myself because it's hard to lay down the consequences. Consequences mean leaving. Yeah. Consequences mean saying no. Yeah. Consequences mean dealing with uh, dealing with a possible blow up from that person. Yeah, like doing something yeah. about it. Yeah. Consequences means taking action, mm. and that's vulnerable and it's fucking hard if you haven't got if you haven't set up a system of support for yourself or any of that stuff. You know, mm. it can be hard. Yeah. So we don't. We 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 put up with things and we create them into preferences. But what happens then is we've had our boundaries stomped over and we want to take back a sense of control. So I started putting boundaries down elsewhere. Can't, you can't do the dishes like that. I can't believe you're cooking it this way. And we become the nagging bitch. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. And mm. I'm putting down boundaries. And all these other, no, you can't go out tonight. What are you doing? I can't believe you've only just got home. You said you're going to be home 10 minutes ago and, it's only, it's, and you've been late by 10 minutes. Yeah. You know, and yeah. we start to become absurd with the, the other areas of control that we lay down. And we yes. start laying down these weird, harsh boundaries. And that person's like... That person may not even know they've crossed our boundaries. Yeah. They might not know that Most they've crossed our boundaries. Yeah. They're like, why, why are you becoming such a control freak? Mm. Why are you so hysterical? Why are you so this? You're so bossy. You're so controlling. La, 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 la. Yeah. yeah. And it's because actually that shit doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter. Mm. But because what really matters to us is not being acknowledged, is mm. not being looked after, is not being held, we need to find some sense of control somewhere in our lives. Yeah. And so it goes over there. Right? So the difference between a boundary and a preference for me is I ask myself, you know, 
am I saying I'd rather you wouldn't? Or am I saying don't? Yeah, yeah. I will not have this in my life. Yeah. And if it's a boundary, what are the consequences? And am I prepared to lay down those consequences? Because sometimes I'm like, oh, I think this is a boundary for me. And I'm like, okay, well, the consequence of that is to, perhaps the only consequence of that is to uh, leave this relationship. I'm like, oh, no, no, I'm not actually prepared to do that. Yeah. Over this. Oh, my gosh. I'm like, well, okay, if you're not prepared to do that, are you prepared to live your life knowing that this is going to keep happening? Well, Um, yes or no maybe yes and if so then how do I then create a support system for myself yes. so I know that I'm supported when those things happen are y'all listening you know? to this if I had that button that goes burr, 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 like I would be pushing Long that button, button right now like yes snap hold snaps yeah um, because oh my gosh like, okay so here's an insight into me I'm polyamorous right yeah. that tell them what that means yes yeah. so that Good. means I have more than I can have more than one lover yeah that doesn't necessarily mean i'm having sex with more than one person it doesn't mean i have sex with anybody yeah yeah it yeah. means that my nature is to love and to be attracted to more than one person yeah time. yeah um the, at the moment in my life i have a primary partner yeah so he is my fucking world i adore him yeah and we are together a lot of the time but then both of us have other lovers that we're with yeah it doesn't Sounds mean like I don't feel jealousy. No. Oh, well, it well, is. But yeah. it, it totally is for me because otherwise yeah. I'm lying to myself. Yes, perfect. And he's lying to me. Yeah. And because what happens is a lot of people are like this, but they're doing monogamous because that's what they're told to do. Yeah, Not yeah. monogamous isn't a thing. It's totally a of thing. Of course. But not for everybody. Of course. You've got to know thyself. Yeah. And so what they end up doing is lying and cheating mm. and everyone gets hurt. Right. Yes. Whereas if there's space for, for me to go up to my partner and be like, hey, babe, I'm getting vibes with this other person. Yeah. And depending on what your agreements are. Yeah. Every every polyamorous relationship I've had has been different. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so it might be that my all I'm all I do is I go, I just want to, you know, that I have feelings for this other person. OK, cool, babe. Thanks for telling me. And that's where it sits. Yeah. Or it could be like, hey, babe, I'm having feelings for this other person. I'd like to explore that. Yeah. How would you feel about that? Or it could be, which is the relationship that I'm in at the moment. Yeah. Because it's what how he is, is if he feels in the moment that it's right to connect with somebody, he wants me to trust his autonomy. Yeah. That he can do that and that he will still come back to me with deep love and still be there for me and still be my partner and still yeah. be our loving. So he doesn't want to have to check in and ask my permission to follow his heart. Yeah. yeah. Right? And that's fucking hard for me at times. Yeah, oh yeah. my God, it's so hard for me. Yeah? Yes. But when I entered that relationship, I knew that about him. Yeah. He was straight up from the very beginning. This awesome. is what I can offer you. Yeah. And this is who I am. And he has never lied to me. Yeah. Right. And so I go in and I go, well, if this person is going to be honest with me and it's going to be absolute transparency, which is my core values, honesty, courage, and com- and connection. Right? Yeah. They're yeah. my core values. Mm. So if he's going to be honest with me and he's going to be courageous enough to actually show up in that way, yeah. and he's going to choose connection for us, then I need to know that when I enter this relationship, is this a preference or a boundary for me for him not to be doing for me to to know who he's going to connect with before he does it? Yeah. Or and yeah, perfect. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So going back to boundaries and preferences, and so I'm like, okay, well then for me, the if it's a boundary, the consequence is I can I will I cannot enter this relationship. Yeah. Okay. So is this love from worth? Yeah. That? And we've got to be prepared to say no sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Hundred percent. Right. Yep. So is this love worth that? And I decided, yes, this yeah. love is worth that. That means this love is worth doing the work. Yeah. Which means that when I get triggered, I need to know that I have some support system. Mm-hmm. And I'm lucky enough to have an ag- agreement and a relationship with him where he will provide a certain level of support system for me mm. if I need it. If I'm like, babe, I'm triggered. He's like, he's there. He's yeah. Like, cool. Let's, let's connect. And I love that you got, well, I just did this whole post and video on triggers and it's so funny to watch all the, I don't really colla- like chat with people and fight yeah. with people because I'm, I'm not going to do that. Mm. I'd be coming from love, but I'm like, man, I'm chatting with these people on this yeah. post about triggering because I love that you said I'm getting triggered. Yeah. Like it's my responsibility how this is affecting me, yeah. but you can go to him or whoever your partner or friend or anybody is and say hey this is how I'm feeling and take responsibility for how you feel but not that they're not involved you pull them in as well which is like that's like triple responsibility totally and in that it's not that he necessarily has to change who he's being yeah um but then he let's just keep using him as an example if he was to then go well I hear that you're feeling like that but that's not my responsibility right now yeah I then go, okay, well, is this the person I want to keep connecting with? Exactly. It's so not back that he's on done you to, wrong. Yes, exactly. It's just like, okay, well, can I still do mm. this? Okay. And I and there was a time at the beginning where that happened. And he's like, well, actually, I can't offer you. I, I had some needs that I expressed. Mm. And he's like, I can't offer those needs. And I was like, okay, it's over. Yeah. And he was like, okay, all right. And he left. Yeah. And I fucking like wept for 24 yeah, hours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. And he came back the next day and he was like, so I'm feeling pretty numb because it doesn't feel real. And actually... 
I will make that. I, I'm prepared. So he worked out what his preferences and boundaries were. Great. And I love realized. this. is so good. Yeah. And so, and so yeah. we've come and, we, and we're still, it's practice. Of course. Every fucking day we show up to each other. Yeah. And when I talk about like, you said, oh, it seems like the dream life. Yeah. It is on one level. It's yeah. fucking hard. Because we yeah. have to process. And we I've talk, read a lot about the yeah, people. Lot of it stuff is like difficult. That. Yeah, because but you have to have full honesty and full honesty. Yeah, but that's it. You say that you have to have full honesty. Yeah, I don't want even if it's a monogamous relationship. I don't want a relationship that hasn't got full honesty. Yeah. So actually, the one thing that being polyamorous has given me. Yeah. And I've been out since as poly since I was seventeen. Right. Yeah, yeah. So the one thing it's given me is, I've been I've been surrounded by people who are willing to do the work. Nice. Willing to be honest. But it is very. Um, I don't want to say it's like an awakened way to live, but like, I feel like it, you know what I mean? Like it's a very, you have to be, you have to be ready. Yeah. But also do the work. Like it's a, who was it? Aubrey Marcus, some guy who has a podcast. He was talking about that with his, with his partner and they were both and how they were in there like a public eye. Mm -hmm. He's like a famous guy and Mm -hmm. he had a podcast on it and he was crying and she Mm -hmm. was crying Mm -hmm. and they did a podcast about how they were breaking up and how hard it was. And it was just like me and Hamish were listening to it. Like, you know, we're obviously monogamous, but we're like, wow, that is like, because we both do this work, and we're like, that is the work. Like yeah. you t- and, and one of my old mentors, a cult that I was in, <laughs> anyway, um, he was like, it's all energy. Mm-hmm. And, and my core core believes that. Like yeah. what me and Hamish both were like, but it's so the ingrainment, the conditioning, mm-hmm. uh, the level of mind, like the level of like education that you have to have, mm-hmm. like to be able to do mm-hmm. that is like, yeah. this is actually one of the hardest things, I believe, because mm-hmm. of how we were raised, mm-hmm. what the world we live in. We're on planet Earth in 2019, and how that is mm-hmm. to be able to do this like it's actually so enlightened and awakened and, and puts you into the deep work because mm-hmm. it's easier to just do what society says and get married and certificate mm-hmm. and you know even that is like oh that's a whole other podcast as well and people say to me they're like oh yeah, polyamorous relationships don't last I'm like well you name me how many monogamous relationships yeah. can you name it's true lasted yeah 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 and, and, and actually it's had to made me reframe what does it mean to have a successful relationship it's yes. not about how long it is it's how well do you, it's how well do you move through that relationship mm-hmm. and it may last four months it may last four years. It may last 20 years. But it's like life. But, like, exactly. You had a great life. It's like uh, my one of my mentors, Byron Katie, I love her. And she's like, you know, people are like, oh, my God, a baby died at two months old. Didn't have a full life. And she's like, that was her full life. Yeah. The baby lived for two months. Yeah. She had a full life. Yeah. What's 99 is a full life. Yeah. Like, what's a full air quotes life? Like, yeah. what's a great relationship? It's, it's never ending. It's a, oh, man, you wow. are. I just, can you just like, oh. <laughs> um, oh. So I was, I'm, is there something I wanted to close up in that? I don't know if there was. Really? Was sorry, sorry, somewhere. sorry. No, no, I'm no, like no. so Gemini. <laughs> yeah, no, me too. I'm a double Gemini. Are you? Yeah. Are you <laughs> Can we yes, we're just going to have a cuddle break. Oh my gosh, you're a Gemini too? Yes, I'm double Gemini with a Scorpio moon. And I was having a photography session oh with them. Um, when's your birthday? June 20th. <gasps> June, 17. June 17th. My mom's a Gemini too. My oh. son's a Gemini. Uh, oh my goodness. Hi, I love Gemini's you. Hey. Um, <laughs> so yeah, it was funny. I've, I've got a Scorpio moon and I was like, this photographer who's really into astrology was doing this photo shoot boudoir slash oh, professional beautiful. photography. So there was like... But they're, they're a boudoir photographer and they're a Scorpio? Uh, he's not a Scorpio. Okay. I don't know what, what he is. Because that's I, I, a sexy bit. So, well, that's just it. I was like, oh, yeah, no, I'm Gemini, Gemini, Scorpio moon. He's like, hang on, whoa, Scorpio moon? I was like, yeah, he goes, oh, well, that's what that is then. Yeah. And that's what I'm seeing. I'm like, what? He goes, well, it's that kind of like love of, of, of like rebirth and and death and sex and I was like yeah, yeah, yeah that's, that's me. me it's like life death and sex that's where I Ooh. live in those realms and so oh yeah oh my gosh oh my gosh I know so sorry <laughs> Gemini Gemini we have to go back to like the thing okay so the monogamous relationship boundaries preferences boundaries yes. and preferences yes so how do you know if it's a boundary or it's a preference yeah you feel in and you work out whether the consequences that you have to take are something that you're prepared to do Mm. And or the flip side of that, if not taking those consequences is actually going to be more detrimental to you Mm. in the long run than taking those consequences. I didn't want to leave that abusive relationship that I was in. I didn't want to. Yeah. um, Because I had all this fear about what might happen. Mm. And also I loved him and he loved me. Yeah. You know, there's always that side. Of course. Just because abuse there doesn't mean there isn't love there. Yeah. But if you keep, yeah, if you but, but the, the actually, I'm so glad that I left because we're both happier for mm. it, right? And this is the other thing when we talk about you know, the, the this conscious relating, whatever term you want to use for it, whatever, yeah, like that we do in the polyamorous relationships or any relationship really where we're ready to show up to each other, yeah, like you were saying with you and your husband and this, this person on the podcast, is that it's not just me and my trauma, 
that's integrating, that's like interlocking with that other person and their trauma. Yeah. Right? I like to say we're all little bu- bu- bubbles of trauma and we're mm-hmm. all walking around like bumping our trauma <laughs> bubbles on each other. Take the bumper so, cars. Like, yeah, yeah. So somebody comes down the street and, and I, like, I'm wearing a like blue dress and another lady looks at me and she really doesn't like that color blue and she looks at it and pulls a face and, and I go, I go, oh my God, that woman thinks I'm horrible. She must be really horrible. And I pull a face and then she goes, oh my God, that person hates me. Mm. Oh, and so I'm going to ignore them. And then I go, oh my God, that woman's ignoring me. She's so up herself. Yeah, right? yeah. And there's these two trauma stories playing out on each other, mm. which are just both based on speculation and lies. Mm. They're not based on truth at all. Yeah. Right. And we're all doing it all the time. Mm. And it's, it's how willing are we to really own what's going on for ourselves. When I talk about honesty being a core value, it's not about how honest I'm going to be with other people. It's firstly, how honest can I be with myself? Yeah. And this question of like, how many ways am I lying to make myself look better? Mm. Oh, that's a, damn, you guys, you got like 15 punches in the face in this podcast <laughs> in a good way. Loving, loving bitch slap punches uh, from <laughs> Fleecy. Wow, I love it. I, okay, ugh, that's just what you just said there. Mm. It's so huge. Mm. And y'all, if you need to go back to values, it's like podcast number four. You definitely, it's something that we have to work out because obviously they change. Mm. Your values change as your life changes, as you change. But having, understanding the honesty with yourself, like that is core. If you can't be honest with yourself, then Don't all bother. of the things you're touching, yeah. it's not a real, yeah. Yeah, if you're not, if you're not, if I'm not being honest about who I am, then who am I? Yeah. And what's this world? Like your lady, Maria Guadalupe, what's her name? Uh, I just called her like a full on like. (laughs) Maralupe. 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 Yeah. Like you go back and you're like, oh my goodness. Mm. This is why like going to retreats or being a part of your program or Mm. doing work with a mentor and like really unraveling the yarn of things and being like, oh, and coming out and seeing this, this bubble that you were in before and how like you've set that up to protect yourself from you. Yeah. And it's like, oh my gosh. And it's layers and it happens and we're re- recreating those bubbles all the time. So every time I think I've nailed it, I've not nailed it. Yeah. Never. Yeah. Never have I. There's a, you know, you say Byron Katie. You love yeah. Byron Katie. So I used to look at a lot of her stuff. And I remember one thing she said, I watched years ago and she was talking about her son and she was thinking, oh, he really needs to do the work right now. Mm. And she was like, oh, if I think he needs to do the work, mm. I need to do the work. Yeah. Right? So every time I, I love think her turnaround. Oh, I love it. <laughs> yeah. Every time I think somebody else needs to do the work, I'm like, fuck, I need to do the work right yeah. now. Yeah. Yeah. I need to work on myself right now because... I'm judging this person. Exactly. I, I'm obsessed with that work and I tell every y'all know already because I just think that the one thing we can get a handle of and it's the hardest is like how we choose to think. And if like mm-hmm. chemically it makes us feel a certain way, mm-hmm. that's probably the most important thing in the world is like, how are you thinking? What what are you thinking? And how what is what is what is that happening up in here mm-hmm. so that you can unravel it and choose a different way because it's gonna affect what you do and how you act and how you show up and mm-hmm. who you're being. So please tell us what we can do with you because you're gonna do she's gonna if you're in the sisterhood, you're gonna see Fleecy way more because mm-hmm. we're gonna get some work done together, some workshops and some chats. But Tell everybody where they can find you. And if there's anything right now, if someone's like, I'm really cold to reach out, where can they find you? And how can they do work with you or discover what you do? Yeah, RISE is the yes. best way. Rise. RISE. RISE speaker training because we're pretending it's a speaker training, but yes. really it's, <laughs> it's <yeah>. show up. <laughs> um, so don't be fooled by the name. Yes, if you want to work on public speaking, it's there, but it's all this other stuff. It's everything about yes. how we speak to anyone other than ourselves. And it's an online um mentorship program so awesome. i didn't i don't like this idea of like with this work of, of someone paying and they sign up and they get six weeks and they're on their own yeah right it is you you sign up and you're in and you do and i do live rounds so you get access to all that. the core stuff and then i do live rounds yeah and at the end of the live round you can join the next live round yeah and you can join the next live round and you're in the community and you're in at that point yeah There's no, like, i love that having to keep paying for more access all this mm. stuff because what i wanted with this group was to create that sense of community yes. that I said was so integral. If you're yeah. going to start taking these steps into courage, mm. you need to have other people around that are going to support you 100%. That. And I've got people in that group from all over the world mm. now who, are, who feel like family and they support each other. Mm. And so what Rise is, is it's looking at all this stuff we've been talking about and you can do it on your own or you can do it with the group mm. and you can do it live on the live calls or you can do it in the, you know, and it's just beautiful. I love this. Yeah, I love yes. it. So... That's the best way, really, to, mm. to really have access to me and work with me. Or you can just fucking hit me up. Just send me a message. Mm. Send me on a message. Instagrams, Instagram. Instagram, on, on Facebook. Facebook. Um, they're my two main ones, Instagram yep. and Facebook. 
do you use emails? I do Not use really. emails, but let's just... Let, let's I just, think yeah. What's your Insta? My Insta is Fleecy Malay. F-L-E-A-S-S-Y Malay. Malay. M-A-L-A-Y. I love it. And on Facebook, we're going to put everything in the show notes. Yeah. Um, I love you. Mm-hmm. And you're like seven minutes away. Yeah. I live seven minutes away, and y'all. Also, check out my poetry because oh, we yes. didn't even talk about gonna, that. But like... First of all, yes. Yeah, second of all, third of all. <laughs> We're going to come back for poetry because um, if it's okay with you as well, I have, I have like some – I'll send you all some things to go to, some links at the bottom as well because you have to watch and hear and see. So how can they find out more about poetry? Where can they go for that? Do you have like a um, YouTube or a Yeah, com. Awesome. My website, com has links to loads of my poetry on there. My album is on there. And on if you're in Melbourne. Mm-hmm. If you're in Melbourne – you should come to Mother Tongue, which is the, on the second Friday of every month, starting again in February. Awesome. And it's going to be at uh, this incredible space that's in Brunswick, which is run by another woman who was at the Australian Women's Day event. Yes. Elle. Elle. Um, oh, shout out to Elle. Spear. Shout out. She's awesome. And so she runs a space in Brunswick called The Space, and it's a co-working space. And we're super excited to be moving there. It's mm. going to be our first time in that space. Mother Tongue. Mother Please tongue. check it out. Lace, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Adios mio mujer. Please, you're the best. We love you. Thank you. Thank you so much for being here. And I can't wait to have you on again. Good talk more things. <laughs> if you are enjoying this podcast, I want to let you know about the sisterhood. It is my year long coaching experience. I ain't even going to call it a program because it's literally a life changing, life altering experience where I coach you. We go deep. It's in real time. It's off the charts. It's 12 months. We touch on six major topics. I can't even tell you. There's over 200 women in 11 plus countries doing this work. You got a, a, a sistership queens, like-minded women that are going to hold you accountable. It is going to change the way you think. It is going to change the way you act. It is going to change the results that you get in your fucking life. I am so excited to bring this to you. If you are down and you want to make shit happen, head over to thequeenofconfidence.com. Click on Sisterhood. Check it out. If you're in Melbourne, we do this shit in real time, in person, six live events a year. If you are anywhere else in the world, it is open now and you can join us online Again, it is not a program. This shit right here, we take the podcast, we go deep. It is guided. I'm up in there coaching your ass, giving you loving bitch slaps, and you are in great company. Check it out if you want to know more. Thank you so much for listening. I so appreciate your ears, your time, your energy, and your attention. Please do me a favor and head over to Apple iTunes. Subscribe so that you don't miss an episode. Share this episode with a sister who you know needs to hear it. And if you feel called to, leave me a review. I'd love to know what you think about the podcast. I'd love to know how this information is helping you change your world. Thank you so much for being here. I know that there are many podcasts you could listen to. And I really appreciate you listening to mine. Have a gorgeous week, honey.